With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. before we sleep. Lawman is put an end to my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, you can play football. Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very platforms, 
So you can go ahead and listen to Fox and uh, chime in yourself, whether it be chat or whether it be call, and you can call in 347-850-8581. But let me welcome in the heart and soul of this show, my Steeler blood brother. I call him Anthony Depio. What's up, my man? Good evening, Brian. And you are correct. It is a beautiful, beautiful Monday here in Pittsburgh, Crafting PA, the home of Bill Power. And uh, I think he would agree that today is a special day because you don't get too many days like this in Pittsburgh. It's certainly better than it was last week when it rained just about every day. Yeah, you're not kidding. And I, uh, I was actually at a baseball game Saturday night, and um, in minor league baseball, which I got to tell you, Tony, I know we're fans of the Pirates. You and I are big fans. I have a Washington Nationals affiliate here. Um, and I get to go see it. It's five minutes from my house, and it's something absolutely spectacular to just go watch. You feel like you're you're back in time, like at a, a Durham Bulls game, and Kevin Costner's up there, and Eddie <laughs> Nucalouche is there. But um, and in fact, just a couple of years ago, I got to see Tyler Glass now pitch in the same game that Josh Bell was playing in center field, and it was. It, it was just an absolute delight um, to be able to see these players. This is the same, the same uh, place that had the minor league debut of Bryce Harper, which I, uh, I had my tickets reserved for the, uh, the Pirates affiliate, the, uh, the West Virginia Power, and I met Bryce Harper by a week. And uh, I was completely bummed out. Maybe two years ago, we had a Mets affiliate here, and Tim Tebow came to town, and he was signing autographs for every – just an absolute fantastic person. Um, it, it's just – it's up close and personal with these guys. And I was at, at the game the other night, and uh, in the ninth inning, we had a 45-minute delay. It had nothing to do with rain. An umpire got um, struck in the throat with a ball on the very last – what would have been the very last at-bat there was like a 45 minute delay, but everybody stayed. It was just, it, it was just a really, it, it's just a really good atmosphere. And uh, then the winds came and you had a couple rain droplets and then it just stopped. And uh, we had the opportunity to go ahead and camp out in the outfield with the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts. And it, it was just, it, it was something to behold. So I love summer. I know last week, was our Memorial Day show, and, uh, you know, that's always fun because it's the beginning of summer to me. Now, you and I, we don't get off school. We keep working, but even work feels better when the weather is this nice. Don't you think, Tony? Oh, yeah. My uh, my job requires me to interact with the public, and uh, so, yeah, it was. Uh, it's very peaceful and and serene out there right now, and I just can't stop looking out my window. As I talk to you right now, I'm looking out my window every five seconds. You know, I'm doing something different. I'm uh, trying to uh, see if we can get the audio a little bit better on the show, and I'm actually doing it from my car, and I'm uh, looking out, and I'm looking at this tree in front of my house, and there's a slight breeze, and I'm watching it, and and it's just gorgeous to me. I don't know whether I'm like Katrina on the waves and I'm just walking on sunshine right now. There's an American flag <laughs> right in front of me at my neighbor's house blowing in the wind. It's just like I want to put on uh, the good parts of, uh, of John Cougar Mellencamp's uh, Pink Houses and just go, ain't that America, you and me. Ain't that America, Brian and Tony, talking about Steelers <laughs> and everything else. All right, I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to get a lot of crap for that. But, hey, it's going to be summertime real soon, even though the calendar doesn't say it yet. It feels it. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. And guess what? We're in June. And in July, towards the end of, end of July, starts training camp. And it's close. You can feel it. We don't want summer to end, but we want them in pads, don't we? We want that field. We want to know that that season and that uh, that retribution from just a really weird and ugly 2018 season is coming, and I can feel it in my bones. I know you can feel it, and uh, something special is coming. But 
quote Shakespeare, there's still something a little rotten in the state of Denmark. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because something rubbed me the wrong way this week. And maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just uh, jumping to conclusions. But there's something really bothering me, Tony, about the Steelers this week. And it's something I have been defending all year long. Something that uh, you have been defending as well. And I think you could be safe. You know me well. And you're not going to offend me. And you, I don't think you've ever offended me, Tony, in my life. And we usually agree on everything. And it's great when we don't agree, we still respect each other. But would you call me a Ben Roethlisberger apologist? Because I probably am. I think I call I call you a, a, a big time Steeler fan. So um, I don't. I wouldn't. There's nothing I've heard from you that would uh, I would consider you an over the top Big Ben apologist. No. I mean, I've never. I, I well, haven't detected I give, that anyway. I give Ben the benefit of the doubt, right? A lot. And. I'm pissed, though. I'm pissed at Ben right now because and you wrote an article about this that debuted on the site today. I didn't get a chance to read it, but you know what? I always read your stuff, but I don't have to read this article because I just know you at this point. Um, we are almost exactly the same age. We're in tune. We have the same interests. So I feel like when I called you my Steeler blood brother earlier, I I actually believe that. Um so I, I'm going to sit down and read it in a little bit, but I, I kind of got the gist of it just by your headline, and I want you to elaborate on it more. But let me tell you how I'm feeling. The reason I'm pissed at Ben Roethlisberger is everybody has come out, whether it be Isaac Redman, um, Joey Porter, Antonio Brown, everybody's saying that Ben's a bad leader and a bad teammate. And I'm like, no, no, he's not. But it's seen more and more came out. And even last week, I'm like, no, he's not. But you know why I'm pissed? This whole Zach Gentry, Gentry business has me mad, Tony, and here's the reason why I'm mad about it. Ben is supporting a former teammate and one of his best friends, and the exact words were in deference to Heath Miller, over a current teammate. And as the leader of the te- team, you go to a guy that is wearing his college number and telling him that he can't wear it. Now, he requested that he doesn't do it, but you know when somebody comes, the leader of your team requests something, you should probably do it, okay? And when he does a request in deference to uh, Keith Miller, it kind of really ticked me off. And here's why. First of all, Keith Miller is one of those guys, he has no ego whatsoever, Tony. The way he quit the game... Um, just he was a class guy the whole way, and the way he bowed out, he bowed out with no fanfare whatsoever. That's who he is. And I don't know if I've ever heard anything bad about Heath Miller. You have Heath Miller, who was a former quarterback. He went to college as a quarterback at the University of Virginia, just like Zach Gentry did. Quarterback became a tight end. They he wore eighty three in college. And so this is the number that they gave him. I was quite surprised. I actually thought they were going to give him number 81 when I, I did the, uh, the guessing article, and I was, I was wrong on almost everybody. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I don't, think, I don't think Heath Miller cares whatsoever about this entire situation. But for Ben to go to him and strong-arm him to muscle up and tell him that he really requests, and you can't see me, but – I have my quotation fingers up. To request that he changes in deference to Heath Miller is a slap in the damn face. And you know why? It's not just a slap in the damn face to this kid. Even though he hasn't earned anything, it's still a slap to a teammate. It's a slap to everybody who's defended him and calling him a bad teammate because he's not supporting a new teammate, a rookie teammate, right now. And so you know what? It makes me second guess all of the defending that I did on this guy. Maybe I'm taking it over the top, and you can tell me, Tony, but I think this is a bunch of crap. And if we're worried about numbers, just pity crap, like instead of fixing this team and making this kid feel welcome, you know what? If, you, if I went up to you and I said, 
Anthony Defio. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I'm the I'm the uh, main host of this show, which I'm not. We're fifty fifty, but I'm like I want you to change it. I want you to change it to A Defio or T Defio because that's too close to my middle name and in deference to me. <laughs> I, you know what? You should slug me in the lips. Just get your fist and just punch me because that's just complete crap. Maybe I'm going over the top. It's June. Maybe, maybe you know, I did just have a huge – I just had a vente at uh, Starbucks. So maybe I'm just a little bit wired. But um, because the funny thing about this, Tony, is this whole show just about an hour ago was about how great Juju is in the community. <laughs> and I <laughs> changed it. I changed it on the fly without even telling you, so I apologize. But – what do you think, man? Am I, am I going crazy? Am I just am I just uh, grasping at straws? Am I looking for drama here? Because I love Ben, but I think this is the wrong message to send a brand new teammate, a teammate you're supposed to tell, I've got your back, and you're on my team, and we're going to be in sync. How do you think he feels when Ben Roethlisberger says to you, you're not worthy of a number 83 when Kobe Hamilton wore it just a couple years ago. I know he was a wide receiver and this guy's a tight end, but that's a bunch of crap. Tony, take it while I just take a value. Well, first of all, I would just say if we were ever teammates in a football team, I know how I would, I would get you riled up. I would tell you that I would lie and say the guy across from you was talking about your mother or something, and, and you would just go right through the wall after him. That's, that's what I would do to get you riled up. But as far as uh, as far as Ben, I mean, it just it just seems like it's opening up a can of worms because it's like, you know, what about what, you know, Heath Miller was a part of two Super Bowl teams, so was Casey Hampton, so was uh, so was uh, Alan. Well, he was Alan Fanica was part of one team, but I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's wearing number sixty six. I mean, there's players that you know they they don't get to have their numbers retired because they weren't. It, it, there's just too many. You, you wouldn't have any, any any numbers left. And I just I, I've talked to fans. Right after I was was uh, drafted. Some guys said, "Oh, I hope they don't give him huge number. That should be off, off the uh, tight end." But like you said, he could care less who's wearing his number. He could care less about any of that. He walked away from the game with dignity. It doesn't matter to him. You know, there are plenty of plenty of guys who had careers on par with Heath Miller who were former steel once who didn't get to have their number retired. So I just think this makes Ben look like he's showing preferential treatment to one of his friends and not being a leader of his current football team. And, and I kind of, and, and I kind of took offense personally, because I think Louis Lips is the best number 83 of all time. And who play who wore you know who played for the Steelers? So that's kind of you know in a way I use my article to a great player and he was one of my heroes growing up. So my point about that was many different people can can you know say well this guy was my favorite he should have his number he he you know he should have his number retired or that guy should have his number unofficially retired. So I just think Ben should have just should have just. Uh, If you let that one go. Yeah, you know what you know what upsets me too is there are only two official retired numbers that are off limits. Yeah. And that's seventy because of the great Ernie Stotner, and they're seventy five because of Joe Green. And Joe Green was just retired what, four years ago. Three, four years right. ago. It was that was it. I mean it it has there's so only two numbers. So there's a lot of numbers available. And I do something before training camp. I I uh, recycle the same article every year, but I change it every year. Um, I call it Digit Dynasty. And Digit Dynasty is who wore the number best. And there's some that are just so great to talk about. Because, um, like, number 24, you've got, you've got J.T. Thomas and Ike Taylor. Who wore 24 better? That's, that's a tough one. You know what I mean? You right. have, then you have ones like 13 and probably – Right now, number the best number thirteen is Jeremy Capanos, and hopefully James Washington does it. But right. after his rookie year, after his rookie year, 
um, Juju Smith-Schuster became the best number 19 in Steeler history. It didn't take much. He just basically right. had to uh, gain a yard to be the best 19. With uh, mm-hmm. Andre Coleman, and uh, this is off the top of my head, but Andre Coleman and David Woodley are the best 19s in history. And so thank goodness Juju came along, and I'm hoping James Washington takes that mantle. Um, in fact, I'm probably going to make it James Washington already because he's the best 13. Granted, there have hardly been any 13s in history. There were not a lot of sevens in history. I know Jim Finks wore seven. Pete Gonzalez at one point wore seven um, out of out of Pitt. Remember Pete Gonzalez? He wore seven for a oh, little yeah. bit, but hardly. I don't even. I don't even know if he really even played in a game in an NFL game. Besides preseason, um, that's something we could go look at, look up. But if your name's if your number's not retired, it should be used. And I don't care what anybody says. I'll take a lot of crap for this right now. Thirty-two, it's out there. Somebody could have it. Fifty-two, somebody could have it. Um, you know, uh, fifty-eight, somebody could have it. Hey, Jerry O wore fifty-nine. Todd Seaball, I think his name was Todd Seaball, wore 59 at one point. Um, you know, so 59 has been used, and now they're not using 59 right now in deference to Jack Ham. But there's a few numbers that aren't being touched. Um, we haven't seen an 86. But one of the greatest 26s in history, uh, Rod Woodson, it's been used, and it's been used a lot. Maybe because he, he didn't retire a Steeler? I don't know. But Unless it's retired, it's free game to me. What do you think, Tony? Oh, I agree. I mean, how many times have 88 and 82 been used? Lots of times, right? They're both in the Hall of Fame. Huh. John Starworth and, and, and so uh, I wrote about five years ago, right, when, when me and Joe had his number retired. I, I thought that they should have retired number 26 and, in, in, uh, you know, as a homage to Rob Woodson and those great 90s teams because, uh, you know, those guys get overlooked because they didn't win a championship, even though there were a lot of great players. And people thought, you're crazy. Le'Veon Bell is number 26, and he's going to be the greatest 26 in team history because that was the year he, he rushed for – or he had 2,000 yards from scrimmage. So my point was, you know, uh, my point I'm making with that is people yeah, – yeah, people, they, 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 they think in the now, right? They're thinking about right now. And Heath Miller is a, you know, a recent fan favorite, so people think that, you know – He's he's nobody should ever touch number eighty three again. But like you said, Kobe Hamilton just wore number eighty three. So you're Kobe Hamilton's allowed to wear number eighty three, but Zach Gentry isn't. What's the difference? What's the big deal? They're both tight ends. So what? I mean, it's it's. I, I just think it's it's it's. I'm probably making too big of a deal out of out of it, and because you know because of my 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 uh, fondness of, of Louis Lips, but. You know, people, there are a lot of people that think the exact same way. You know, nobody should touch Heath Miller's number. And to me, that's just silly because you can say that about so many guys who, who played for them who are in the Hall of Fame who they use their number. All Come on. So, you know what? I'm going to do something that I usually don't do, and uh, I'm going to try to load it up here real quick. But I have not uh, – I have not seen the comments. You have 32 comments to your article, and this just debuted today. In fact, this article uh, premiered at 9:11 a.m. this morning, and I'd love to see. I would love to see what uh, some of our readers have said. Um, so that's something that uh, while you're talking, I'm going to take a look at. Um, that might be something that uh, we can consider. But to me, Tony, this whole thing is not about the number. Numbers don't matter, really. It's laundry. What yeah. it's about is respect. And look, I love Heath Miller. Love everything about Heath yeah, Miller. Yeah, me too. And uh, but if I were to list the top twenty-five Steelers of all time, Heath Miller's not on it. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nope. He's a great. Um, top 50, yeah. But yeah. probably not the top 25. And for Ben to show prefer, prefer, excuse me, preferential treatment over a current teammate, it's stupid. And like I said, it's not something that uh, it's not something that uh, this guy, Heath Miller, really cares about. I guarantee you he doesn't care about it. Um, are we making a big deal of it? You, you tell us. But, I mean, that's fine. But I just, when you're defending a guy as vociferously as we have in the last six months, This is the wrong message to send to your critics. This is the wrong message to send to your haters. If somebody brings it up to me, well, hey, you've been defending Ben Roethlisberger all along. What do you think of this? I'm like, I'm disappointed. It's like defending your kid for being a bully in school. And you're like, not my kid, not my kid, which I would never do because when there's, I'm the guy that when there's smoke, there's fire. Okay. I'm looking at him and saying, what are you doing? Um, I'm, he's never been accused, but I mean, I'm I'm just saying, um, if somebody if the teacher says he did, if he comes home and says the teacher got mad at me for this, um, I'm mad at her. She's picking on me. I'd be like, what are you doing? I'd go talk to the teacher and I'd find out the real story. Um, but that hasn't happened, luckily either. But that's just the kind of parents that we are. But for me, Tony, the thing about it is. If you find out that kid has been bullying somebody and you witness it and and you do it, it's just uh, – and you see it, and then you're really disappointed because that person let you down because you've been defending them so much. That's how I feel about Big Ben right now. Look, it's not going to last. I'm still a Big Ben fan. I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. I'm just like, dude, come on. You can't be doing this stuff at this point. And this is just dumb. They have – it's it's like uh, Biggie used to say. Um, I I'm pretty sure it's Biggie. I, I'm not really good at my hip hop, but uh, nah, it wasn't Biggie. But uh, 99 problems and a number uh, should be one. Jay Z. Okay, see, thank you. And I I should have known that too. Um, maybe I'm just in a New York state of mind. Um, no, that's <laughs> Empire state of mind. See, I I don't know my hip hop, but um. You know, here's here's something interested, um, interesting. One of our, uh, you've got a lot of people uh, um, defending you and agreeing with you. Um, having someone wear 83 doesn't affect his legacy one bit. Um, here's someone. I think it's just one of the ways Roethlisberger is trying to be a leader this year. He's telling the rookies that they have to earn their stripes. It's not like Gentry chose 83 anyways. He said it was, says it was assigned to him, so no feelings are being hurt. I don't see a problem with it. Hey, that's – I respect that opinion. That's, that's a differentiating opinion. I mean, he's uh, – he doesn't agree with you, but he's uh, – he's, the commenter, Matt, is being uh, – that's a good comment. He doesn't see a problem with it. I do. It's just because we look at things differently. I just don't – agree with is telling the rookies they have to earn their stripes because what's he going to do turn around and say okay you can't uh you can't go ahead and uh you can go ahead and wear that now since you had a good rookie season you've earned it he's not going to change that he's anyone at that point but also saying that hey um jesse james who i was supposed to be friends with and and uh have a good connection with is uh, you're worthy of his number, but not Heath. Yeah, that's just a that's just a jerk move. Um, 
they somebody said that uh um Miller's two Super Bowls um elevates him above lips and lips played during our eighties downtime. You know, that's Lips was a leader on the team that made um an AFC championship game and was very close to making another AFC championship game and he was uh he was a bigger Lips was a more important player to that team than uh Heath Miller was to our teams. He's a Heath was an important player. But Lips was basically the leading the leading receiver on all those teams. He was uh he was the star of those teams. And uh so I have a hard time with that one. Um somebody doesn't really view this as a retire number situation. Um To use this as a way to justify Joey Porter's comments is pretty ridiculous. I don't think we're justifying well, I mean, Joey Porter's comments. No, I was being sarcastic, but, and I think I think they figured that out eventually. That I was being sarcastic. You know, I said, "Oh, yeah, I see how." Um, yeah, I was just. You got defended right away on that, Tony. Though the next yeah, person I was, said, "I think that was sarcasm." The first sentence after that was in all seriousness. I took to mean he was joking. Um, so, and then someone's saying the way to end all this BS is the Rooney's to come out and say there will be no more numbers retired beyond the two that have been retired already. I don't know. Um, but this is an off-season. This is, see, if you're behind the steel curtain, you love this stuff. This is, if you're the media, you have something to talk about in the off-season. But this is just dumb stuff that, this just foreshadows, Tony, problems. Not with Gentry, just the problems that, okay, Ben is saying that his opinion is more important than everybody else. As the captain, he needs to be leading and not dictating, and this feels more like a dictator situation. I think it's, I think it's focusing on the wrong thing. I mean, it's something that you shouldn't have to worry about. I mean, who cares – like I like the, like the title says, who cares who wears number eighty three right now? It's not retired, you know. He's not an all time great, you know. It's not like um, Jerome Bettis or, or or Franco. There are a lot of unofficially retired numbers. We know who what they are, but but you know he's not. Unfortunately, he's Miller's not one of those people. He just isn't. So it shouldn't matter who wears his number. It's not going to change how I feel about Heath Miller. I love Heath Miller. I think he's great, but you know and and. Thanks. It's it, it's just something that I said last week. And you got called a monster here, Tony. <laughs> Did I Sorry, really? you cut out. Oh, you that was that, yeah. that was Jeffrey Benedict. He, I think he, that's a, he, that's a yeah, joke. He was just he was just kidding around, yeah. But here's here's my favorite. Uh, Pigboat Steeler fans a, a decent commenter too, but this is great, and you should feel proud about this one. This is an example of Defio stirring the pot. It's his shtick, and he's pretty good at it. Dude, that is a badge of honor right there, that comment. Yeah, it's funny and how – here's how... another Andy... – Go ahead. I'm just saying it's funny the things that it takes all, – all it takes to stir the pot is like something like that or Mike Tomlin should be fired. Oh, my God, he's so controversial. But, yeah, that's I – mean, Um. Now, Pigboat comes in and says, I'm not criticizing him. His articles are meant to generate discussion during slow period, and that's not always easy. Um, so you've got a lot of people uh, having fun with it, too. But you, um, here's somebody, and I haven't read the whole comment. Um, ben obviously had no problem with 83 being worn by wide receiver Kobe H. This is different as it's a tight end. I guess it's Ben's way of asking if Heath's number could be honored for the tight end position for the last several years of his career. If Zach makes the team and is around after Roethlisberger retires, he can reclaim the number if it's important enough to him. No biggie and kind of nice nod to Heath. Okay, I, I get it. And that's on the field, and on the field has a lot of good comments. There's, there's a lot of all-star names here reading your stuff. Um, when I say all-star names, all-star um, commenting, I just 
Uh, oh my gosh, someone, th- this is great. Um, and he starts it off with brother. <laughs> I just knew that you were going to bring up lips after reading might not be the greatest 83, but that's a generational argument. One that big Ben has no clue about his greatest 83 played his entire career as a starter with him. LL was a bad MFer during his time, just as Miller time was. I can tell you with 100, 1,000% certainty that Heinsfield is just aching for another. He, if it was, three rivers then. Um, it's just really interesting. Um, so, you know, a lot of people feel – you you did a good job with this because a lot of people are on one side or the other on this, and they're uh, they're really feeling it, and uh, it's really cool. And this is the last comment I'm going to bring bring up, and this is the best. First of all, great name, posted by Child Please, and two exclamation points. Love it. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's not just Child Please. It's Child Please. That's great. That made me laugh. What's that? I said that made me that was good stuff. That made me laugh. The only change to the numbers should be to bring back the block numbers full time. I'd prefer the style the Vikings have for their block numbers. This bubble number we currently have is ugly. Child, please, you are correct. In fact, I know we've talked about this a lot. You know what? Do you know why the bubble numbers? are in place, Tony? The I'm round gonna, numbers? It, it escapes me right now. Okay, so Dan Rooney, back in 97, um, decided to make the change. He wanted the numbers to go ahead and match the rounded numbers that they use for the fronts of the helmet. Oh, yes, that's right. Dan and okay, I support now, yes. anything Dan Rooney does. I just, like, I... I don't think they needed a match. I mean, Dan Rooney, I mean, everything Dan Rooney does was pretty much right um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he he knew best, and he was really good at what he did. Um, I, just, uh, I just thought he was off on that one. Um, but it was his team to do so. I hope that they go ahead and change back. I, I just love – I mean, I didn't think they, uh, they look off being rounded and then having those, uh, those numbers like that. But when they played the block numbers like that, but when they played the Browns, they looked sharper. I mean, they just looked more formidable. When I watched the Green Bay Packers, because those are basically the same uniforms. They're just green instead of black almost the very same. And when I watch the Green Bay Packers, I'm like, wow, that is just a great classic look. And when I saw that back in October when they were wearing them, I was like, oh, I love it. I want them back. In fact, I'm getting ready to order one. And I have to do a custom one so I can pick any Steeler. And uh, this is this – is, uh, Let's just go ahead and change it, change the uh, subject now because we're pretty much done with this. We've. Uh, do you have anything else before I, uh, I uh, continue this uh, this next thought? But do you have anything else on the number situation or number gate, as I jokingly called it? And I usually don't like to use gate, but I just thought I would. Tony. I quite possibly lost Tony there. Um, so uh, we will just check that. But um, so anyways, we're going to go ahead and put this to bed. But, you know, I, I just, uh, I don't think this is going to take anything away from the regular season. Um, I think it's still going to be a good season. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that changes. There's, there's Tony. Um, for some reason, we have his mic blocked. Tony, you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so we're putting this to bed real quick. Um, as far as everything goes, I don't know if you heard me mention, I'm I'm looking at going ahead and going to order my own block number jersey. And I'm actually doing that this week. And, and uh, 
But before we do that, I just want to ask, before we put this to bed, do you have any last comments about the number situation? Because I don't think it's really going to affect the regular season. I don't think it's uh, going to do much of anything, but it's just something that was, I felt was disconcerting. And now I'm feeling better about it already because I'm, I'm done with it. But do you have anything to put us to bed with? No, other than, than uh, I agree that I think those block numbers are, are fantastic looking. And if anybody does want to bring back the uh, back a number from the 70s, how cool will look in, on, on a player today? I I'm think so- it was the coolest looking number. You, you cut out. What, what was that? I said, how, how cool would, would, you know, if you want to pick a perfect looking number for those block style uniforms, you said you would order one. Number 32, I think that was the greatest looking number of any of those, uh, any player from the 70s, from the, the block style numbers. I think that would be the coolest one to order. Franco's. That was, that was pretty sharp. Now, I have a block number 12 with Bradshaw. And if I get 32, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do the classic one. Um, I'm probably going to do that in white, but I want to do the current player. And what guy, let me ask you this, and I know who, I know who I'm going to say. I, I don't know if this is the guy I'm going to pick, but he's a front runner right now. Who on the Steelers right now personifies the spirit of the 70s and those block numbers, even the 90s? I mean, 80s and 90s. Who do you think personifies the toughness of those block numbers more than anybody? I'm, and I'm looking for my personal opinion. I'm, I'm going to go with yeah. Rosie Nix. Rosie Nix for sure. Oh my gosh! I think he pers- oh my gosh! I, I think he personified it. hit it on the head. Yes, yes. Ro- the first player I thought Damn of it, was Rosie Nix. You stole Nicks. my answer, Defio. You, well, you said we're, we're drug brothers, right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, what I do. I'm conniving. I think I'm going to go with Rosie Nix. Yes. Because one, I. I'd like to be the guy that has the jersey no one else has. You know I have my Bush jersey already, right? But everyone's going to have it. Right, right. But if, if I break out a rosy Knicks in those block numbers, I'm going to look good. I agree. And I think, I think it's going to be a, you're gonna, a conversation piece because Rosie's just cool. He's just a cool dude. And, and nobody has anything bad to say about the guy. He plays fullback. He play, he's a special He's just a he's a, he's a, a fan favorite. He's that's the great that's that's the jersey to get. Okay, I'm, I I want to segue to more Rosie Nicks here. Um, so I'm doing an article series called uh, Little Known Facts. i um, I'm going to do it weekly, and you're going to probably see it tomorrow. And and some really interesting stuff because I'm finding some stuff that that is going to blow your mind. I mean, like, the, the first one isn't going to blow your mind. It's just about a player's real first name. But it's one about another player's grandfather. And uh, But through the research, I'm finding some really cool stuff. And I did some research about Rosie Nix. And Rosie Nix was on the Atlanta Falcons in 2014, and he went by Rosie Nix Jones. Um, Roosevelt Nix Jones at the time. Because his stepfather, just like the Juju Smith-Schuster situation, um, where his mom married uh, Schuster, a uh, man named Schuster, and he basically raised him, um, that's uh, the same type of situation with a man named Jones, so he added it on. I'm not sure why he dropped it. Um, I believe that's still his stepfather. Um, but So he was one of the first cuts of the Atlanta Falcons that year. But check this out. The poor guy was cut on HBO on Hard Knocks. So they show him they show him as this tough SOB. They show him breaking a blocking sled. He breaks a blocking sled, then all of a sudden they pull him in and cut him. Mm. And Tony, the reaction, and I, I, when, when I read this, I went to YouTube, and I found, and I watched the entire episode, and it was the first thing on the episode. So if you go to YouTube, you go, Atlanta Falcons, Hard Knocks, Episode 2. The very first thing you see is on Roosevelt Nicks Jones, and you watch him, and he scored like a touchdown in practice, and 
you love them. But this is the best part about Knicks. After they make the cut, and he did it really humble, then they go to the players, and the players are telling each other that, that Knicks is gone. And there's about six players upset about it. That was my guy. That's the guy we were watching. They love this guy. Then he hooks on with the Steelers. And uh, the Steelers uh, keep him. And the rest is history. He's a pro bowler. What a great retribution story. He's a perfect Steeler. I love this guy. So I think 45 is the way to go. Um especially for the block numbers. And I think that's the cool next jersey. I think it's Knicks. Yeah, I, that's that's a great story. I'm going to have to watch that episode. Uh, but you're right. He, he Things happen for a reason, and he found a perfect home. Like I, like I said earlier, he's, he's a fullback. He's a special teams ace. He's a pro bowler now. I mean, he's a guy that fans are always going to love because because he, he represents so many things that Steeler fans just love, hard-hitting. And of course, they love they love fullback. So it's, he's the perfect perfect Steeler um, role player. You know, like punter, like kicker, fullback is one of the toughest positions to make as an undrafted free agent or as a rookie free agent when there's an incumbent. And guess what? They didn't pick him over anybody. They added a second fullback to the team based on what he could do on special teams. They had Will Johnson at the time. Remember Will Johnson from West Virginia, number 46? Well, they added him. They added Roosevelt Nix, and he ended up being the guy. And that's that's just – that's amazing to me because you don't add a second fullback to a team. I remember back in the day, like, I guess John Whitman, and there were like a couple fullbacks at the time. Um, But – this is something that's just there's one fullback on a team these days, and that's it. Um, just so Roosevelt Nix is probably the hard nosed Steeler Nation guy. He, he's the guy that everybody loves because of just the the style that he plays. He he's the guy you expect to play with a bloody nose, broken ribs, and just like you know, he's the guy that's not coming out. Um, and I would probably say he's one of the most respected Steelers. So uh, there you go. That's a good choice. What's your number? What's your go-to jersey, Tony? Do you do you have a jersey that you wear? Uh, my my go-to jersey is my Heinz Ward number eighty-six. That's uh, that's actually the only one I have uh, right now. He was my favorite Steeler when when he when he played. He represented everything I love. He you know all-around great player came through in the clutch he could block every, every you know he, he talked trash all the stuff that i love so uh yeah number 86 <laughs> Heinz ward what was your first jersey actually that's a good point I'm, I'm glad you asked my, my first jersey i got it in, in christmas of 1987 it was uh, a number 57 mike merriweather because he was basically one of the top two or three guys on the oh. team I'm like all right and right after that, he I held out. I love Mike Merriweather. Oh, uh, me too. He was a pro bowler, but he he held out that very next year. And I would try to wear it to school, and I would just get mocked just mercilessly. Well, hey, where's Merriweather? Well, eventually my grandmother took the <laughs> Merriweather part off of the jersey, and I just had number 57, and I wore that for the longest time. But that was my very first jersey, Mike, Mike Merriweather. One of, my first, one of my first jerseys as an adult was uh, Yancey Thigpen, and the same mm-hmm. thing happened. I got it in 97, and um, but that was the time I was buying them at, at Value City when they were, like, Value City had them for, like, uh, 10 bucks. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I I even have a Richard Huntley that I got at Value City for, like, 6 bucks because it was on clearance, um, <laughs> but, and I still have it. Um it's crazy. I, I have a lot of jerseys that I, I buy cheap, and so I've got a bunch of them. Um, I have too many, and and I'm just that I waste money on jerseys, but I do buy them pretty cheap. Um, but so the same thing happened to me with uh, Yancey Thigpen. He was gone right after I got the jersey. But back to Mike Merriweather. 
And this is what I love about our conversations. This was show was supposed to end 15 minutes ago. And uh, <laughs> I love getting on this kind of stuff because this is fun for me. So I had an opportunity to meet Mike Merriweather back in 2009. And uh, we had a uh, – I think I just talked about this recently with you. We had a show with that uh, James Harrison didn't show up, but uh, Jack Lambert was there. Ryan Clark was there, and the lesser-known name but that I was excited about was Mike Merriweather. And, of course, his line was the shortest. He had, he had fans. Go, I mean, it was worth him being there, but his line was the shortest. So mm-hmm. I was working the show. I was working the show for a buddy because I rem- remember me telling you a story about Jack Lambert yelling at me. Um, yeah, he was sit- sitting on the milk crate and everything. Yeah, so um, it was good-natured yelling. But so I went up to Mike Merriweather, and he was signing my my autograph. And there was at this point it was towards the end of the show. So, and since I was working there, I was able to go back like behind the table and talk to him. And uh, I was like, man. So the picture was of uh, him chasing down Elway, and I'm like, and I'm like, I know this exact play. This is from. <laughs> This is your sack of Elway from the 1984 divisional game in December of in December of that year in the playoffs when you shocked the world. He goes, "Yeah, that was yeah. such a great game. I loved it." I'm like, "Man, I I said I understand why you did it. It's all business, but I wish you would have never left." And he looked at me as solemn as could be. He's like, "Man, I wish I would have never left too." You know what? That was the biggest mistake I ever made. I mean. The money was great and everything. I should have never gone. And uh, that's a great story. You know, you know, he, he, this guy's in his twenties when he's making this decision. He has agents, and uh, and you see dollar signs, and I get it. And we blast these guys for doing it, but it's a hard thing to do when you know, we're not wearing those cleats. You know, we're not bam. Right, and uh, and I I talked to this guy on a human level, and he was awesome. He's like, yeah, I mean, I ended up with three teams after that. I'm like, really? Yeah. He was like, I was in Green Bay too, at the end of my career. <laughs> I said, I know you went to Minnesota, and I think he, I think he was on the Jets, and I think Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken. And he's like, yeah, I mean, but it kind of, I kind of, uh, I never really stuck after that. And which that guy, people don't understand. When Mike Merriweather came to the team, he was a defensive genius. I mean, he was the he had fifteen and a half sacks one year. This guy was good and saw he he could have been the guy on that defense for a long time, and he was. I mean, he was there for what eighty uh, six six seven seasons. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But it was also, it was just a shame. Yeah, it was it was just a shame, but uh, what he was such a nice man, and uh, when we talked to these guys, you know, the retired guys are great to talk to, and they will talk to you, and they will tell you about stuff. I told you my Dwight Stone story, and uh, yeah, and where I was on the sidelines for a Fox Channel in Johnstown, and I was holding a camera, and he's coming at me. He's being pushed out of bounds, and I just found it. I actually found it. Um, you can see my legs in my jacket, and I was wearing my fraternity jacket, and I was a senior in college at the time, and I knew all my fraternity brothers were watching it, and I I knew how much crap I would get if I, um, if I would have got hit. But I was also a little scared. I didn't want to get hit by it. Even though Dwight was a small guy, I didn't want to get <laughs> hit especially because I have a camera too, and I don't want to replace a camera at work and get in trouble. And uh, so 
so I ran like a little girl, but I told him the story. And he said to me, he's like, I didn't hurt you, did I? And I'm like, hurt? I was a little woman. And he started to laugh. And uh, even wrote on my picture, I'm sorry I almost hit you on the sideline. And, and, uh, but the thing about it is uh, just talking to him, and I, I'm like asking him about different games. And I don't want to be that guy who's like, you know that Chris Farley character that Chris Farley did that was, oh, it yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was one of his lesser right, characters. Right. But he was talking to Paul McCartney, and he's like, hey, remember the time that you were w- with the Beatles? <laughs> that was cool. I don't awesome. want to be that guy, and I'm not that guy. <laughs> but I, I'm like talking to him. I'm like, hey, can you tell me about this? Tell me about this. I mean, I'm like, what was going on? One of my favorite conversations like that, I had like a three-hour mm-hmm. car ride with Baron Haynes. I don't know if I ever told you the story. And this no. was the cool thing The cool thing about this, we had to pick him up at the D.C. airport, and he missed his flight. He was supposed to go to BWI, and he could only get a flight into, into uh, Washington, D.C. So we were taking him from D- – my dad and I taking him from D.C. to Cumberland, Maryland for a guy that worked in the autograph business. And that's a long drive. That's like two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the car with, uh, with him the whole time. We were talking about 80s music. We're talking about everything. And then uh, we're just talking about life. He was talking about his family, how he would go down to Georgia for uh, Heinz, because both Heinz, he, and, uh, and Bettis would have uh, – birthdays around the same time so they'd all go to Vegas together but he lived in Georgia I'm sorry and so he would see those guys a lot because they all lived in Georgia as well um they'd go to Vegas around around their birthdays all the time and he was just a nice dude and we were just talking like like we're buddies you know and I was just learning about him and I'm like look I don't want to I don't want to bother you about I don't want to be that guy and bother you about all kinds of Steeler stuff and to give you an idea Tony this was 2006 so this was April of 2006. This was less than three months after the Super Bowl. So I said, I don't want to ask you. He goes, man, I love talking about football, and especially this run we just had. And I'm like, all right, I have one question then. He's like, God, shoot, what is it? I'm like, what did you guys know? I know you're not on defense, but what did the team know going in against Peyton Manning and the Colts? that no one else knew. You had to know something. He's like, man, it was, it was funny because the whole defensive game plan was, was if we, if we confuse Peyton Manning on the smartest quarterbacks ever, if we confuse him, we, we'd, we would, we would just disrupt everything he did. So what we did, we had like the defense had special signals and they would change the play with less than five seconds before the snap. They would change the play and the look and completely huh. change, change everything up. And he said, we had him off of his game. And you know, if you're watching, if you're like me, Tony, you've watched that game a million times. And oh, absolutely. they had him confused. But the brilliant thing about Peyton Manning is he was starting to put it together. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, he was he was starting to look dangerous, um, but but the the defense completely confused him in that game, and I don't remember what he said about the offense, but the offense had a completely different game plan too, and it, it was just something. But it was so fun to talk to these guys. So if you're ever around these guys and get a chance to talk to them. Don't be the guy like, hey, you're on my fantasy football team. You need to do this. Um, I oh. hate that. I, I, yeah. No one's ever said that to me, but I would, I, I would hate that if someone said that. I don't want to hear that. I, I don't play fantasy. I don't play football for you to win a trophy. Um, I, you know, that's something that would just completely be crazy to me. But if you meet these guys, treat them like people. And you have the best conversations. I have so much fun when I get an opportunity to talk to these guys. Um, I had, and uh, we're getting low on time, 
Brinsky Fuqua was one of the greatest conversations ever. I had a I chance to drive Frenchie to the airport. And uh, he even gave me his phone number. I still have Frenchie's phone number. And I called him once, and he called me back and left a message on my machine. And uh, then I ended up seeing him again, and uh, I uh, kind of lost contact with him. But uh, he's the kind of guy that if I called him, called him right now and asked him to be on the show one week, he will. So I'll, we'll probably oh do goodness, that. He's so that awesome. kind of guy. That'd be awesome. But, uh, <laughs> hey, the, the anniversary's coming up, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, we're, uh, if we're doing this show in, in uh, 2022, uh, that'd be great to have him on the 50th anniversary. Uh, I bet you'd be pretty busy at that time, but just an awesome dude. Um, and these guys, just talking to them as humans is so much fun. But with that being said, we talked about a lot today. Um, I have one last thing to mention. It's kind of breaking news, and it's something good for the Steelers that has nothing to do with the Steelers, but it has everything to do with the Steelers. It's Gerald McCoy. So Gerald McCoy, Tony, as you probably know, one of the biggest free agents out there, defensive tackle standout for the Tampa Bay Bucks, was released uh, a few weeks ago. He's on the market. And there's three teams that were uh, that were the front runners for his services, and McCoy said he wants to go to a team with he his sole purpose right now is to win a Super Bowl. He wants to go to the best chance to win a Super Bowl. So the the finalists, do you know who the finalists for uh, McCoy were reported uh, to be? I no, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I, I don't recall that. The Baltimore Ravens, and this is a pure okay. Ravens move. I mean, I can see it happening. The Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. And during the show, it broke in as breaking news that Gerald McCoy expects to sign with the Carolina Panthers. That would be amazing. That would be that would be great. I don't. I wouldn't want to see him wind up in the AFC North unless it's with the Steelers, which they don't even need a guy like him, I guess, with their defensive line. Yeah. They, yeah. They hopefully really that know. comes true. Yeah. Hopefully that comes true, and he signs with Carolina, and they see him once in that meaningless preseason game at the end of August. Yeah. Yeah, and and you won't see him <laughs> because it's it's a couple days before Labor Day. Play. It's always week four. No one good. Right. If anybody offers you tickets to Carolina Pittsburgh preseason game four, don't go. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> really, you're you're not gonna see anybody fantastic. You're gonna see guys vying for jobs, and it's cool, but it's the worst preseason game of all. And Goodell came out today and says, made a comment that he doesn't think there should be four preseason games. The only problem is is the owners want that revenue. So that that'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um I I still think they're gonna end up going down to two preseason games and adding two regular season games. I can actually see that happening. Um but with that being said, Tony, it was it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you this evening. Um I still love Ben Roethlisberger. Don't get me wrong. Just a little mad at him. I love my kids. I get mad at them, but I still love them the next day, and I still root for them their entire lives. And I'm going to continue to root for Ben, but he's grounded for me for a week, and then then everything mm-hmm. will be okay. <laughs> Tony, last thoughts? Well, it's like I, 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 all those stories you shared at the end were just tremendous, and I'd, I'd love to hear more of them someday. And but but uh, a point I'd like to make is to Ben, as I don't hate him either, but you made a lot of great points. There are a lot of heroes that we all have, and you know, it doesn't mean that that we should say, "All right, I want this guy to this guy's never to be, to be retired." So I could say that about about Louis Lips or Mike Merriweather or whoever, you know, because because I I enjoy being around them or I enjoy watching them growing up. So, yeah, I don't hate Ben, but come on, Ben, use your power for something else. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. With power. And, with power comes great responsibility. That's from Spider-Man, and that's something right. that uh, we can think of. I think that would be the best way to sum this whole thing up. 
So, Tony, I'll talk to you after the show. Um, but with that being said, I appreciate all your time. For Tony Duffio, for Behind the Steel Curtain, my name is Brian Anthony Davis, and you, my friends, have just been hungover. We'll talk to you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.